0: What if everything you thought of, health and wellness suddenly changed due to a hidden breathing problem that you are unaware of that affects every system in your body? Improper breathing habits are often overlooked in medicine. I'm Dr. Jenny from the Hobson Institute and this is The Breathing Lab. My name is Dr. Jennifer Hobson and today I'm talking with sleep expert, Nancy Rothstein, AKA the Sleep Ambassador. Nancy is an MBA from the University of Chicago and she's on a quest to get the corporate world to understand how important sleep and breathing are to the bottom line welcome Nancy thank you could you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of background education and experience in sleep
1: I would be happy to I mean how did I become the sleep ambassador with an MBA where where is the link here I had years of experience consulting globally on financial risk management and I wrote a children's book because I had a snoring spouse called My Daddy Snores. And through that and starting to look at the sleep world more I said wait a minute. Sleep is a risk management issue for corporations. It has to do with productivity, safety, health, healthcare care costs. They don't even know this yet. And sleep was getting to be a big topic more and more in the media but nobody knew what to do about it. So you could say so we don't take up this whole podcast, I just took all my skills in financial risk management and took them into sleep as a risk management issue. And along that path, because of people like you, I wasn't only talking about sleep, I became one to talk about breathing. And now in all my lectures, I have to mention breathing. Believe me, it's enough to get a senior executive or senior HR person to even understand that sleep is impacting their bottom line but to get them to know that breathing is, and believe me, you know this, breathing is a 24-7 operation to live. So the two are very entwined, sleep and breathing, and so here I am.
0: Wonderful, thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge. What is the first step for business leadership to take with respect to breathing and productivity? And what is the current level of awareness in the business world about this topic?
1: So the first step is really awareness and I I really am a much bigger action person than just building awareness. But you said specifically breathing and productivity, trust me, it's enough to get a a leadership leadership to understand the importance of sleep and productivity. But what they're not quite understanding yet is that how a person breathes 24-7 is impacting their productivity. I mean if you're you're really upset and you start over breathing and you're hyperventilating and I've been trained by you and Patrick McEwen and so I, I know a little bit about breathing and I'm supposedly a certified breathing trainer. I have a long way to go from experts <laughs> like you. But I know enough to know that if somebody's over breathing and stressed and they're activating their parasympath their sympathetic nervous system instead of their parasympathetic nervous system they're already not going to be functioning at their best at the office or doing well during sleep. If they're a mouth breather, if they're not nasal breathing. So you asked what the first step was, and I just gave a few inklings there. The first step is to get, make them even aware that how an employee breathes impacts how productive they can be. I know it sounds like a reach for people, but it isn't. Because regardless of what a person does in any level of a corporation, they need to breathe to live and they need to sleep to live. And it's, it is about breathing correctly. It's not so much sleeping correctly. It's, it's getting the, it's optimizing your sleep quality and quantity. But for breathing, it's a new one. It's about breathing properly. And you think that, what do you mean breathing properly? I breathe, I always breathe. Lots of people don't breathe well.
0: What would be the second step for business leadership to take with respect to breathing and productivity? And what? how can we identify who has the biggest problem?
1: You mean individuals or companies or what? Individuals. I think that first, it isn't just, you know, leadership has to understand this, be they the CEO or the head of HR or that... Chief medical officer have to even understand that how people are breathing I mean they're gonna say look I'm worried about our bottom line I'm worried about sales I'm worried about revenues Uh, you know we've got six you know we've got this problem we're growing we're building a new plant we're closing a plant but truthfully if people aren't breathing well they're not functioning at their best and it's showing up in healthcare costs, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, depression. One one senior health official at a major healthcare company recently told me that their biometric screenings recently showed an increase in anxiety and depression. And he said, "Do you think that sleep has anything to do with it?" And I chuckled, and I, "Yes." And but I would add to that breathing. And is it, what do what are we, for you listeners out there, what do we mean, mean by breathing? There's, maybe they have sleep apnea, and already that's a sleep disorder, and it has to do with disordered breathing during sleep. So the question is if that's not resolved, they're not sleeping well, they're tired, and all kinds of other diseases that can be coupled with that. Then there is the average person, they don't have a sleep disorder of, such as um, sleep apnea, but all day long, they're like this, and they're out—they're out, they're out in, the, in the factory on the line, or they're a, a mailman or a fireman, and they don't even know that the reason they're tired all the time and the reason they feel crappy is because they're mouth breathing. So this—this this goes just. So what—what what does management do? I mean, they're—they're they're not. What does management do to get an employee to breathe better? You educate, you provide education and training, and you leave it to experts who understand it. All along, creating an environment, a culture at your company, where you're saying we actually care about your health, we care about obviously how you perform, but if you're not at your best in terms of your sleep and your breathing, you won't perform at your best, both at both at working at home and at your leisure. So. Finding experts and working with experts who can bring that in and having a sleep-friendly and a proper breathing-friendly culture that you care goes miles towards loyalty and appreciation from employees that, hey, they really care how I'm functioning.
0: It's interesting that you say that. My breathing clinics here at the, the Hobson Institute, many people don't even realize that they breathe too often. They have a little machine called the Capnometer that we connect these patients to or these clients to and all of a sudden they realize they're breathing two to three times the rate. And these are your average business workers in a city like Chicago and they're just ramped up. They don't realize it, but that actually, when you breathe two to three times the rate that you're supposed to, you actually get really tired. So your productivity will be affected.
1: No question about it. No, it's so true. And it's, it's interesting because we have to breathe to live. And we can, we're not going to have the time today to talk about, well, what happened? Why does everybody have to be trained how to breathe properly? What, what do you mean? I breathe all day long and all night long. But for, from allergies to habit to congestion to just all kinds of reasons, people don't recognize that they're not breathing properly. And the ramifications of this for children, for example, are huge. Developmentally, I mean that's, and look, you'll look at the Hobson Institute's information and you can get more and more about that. But, But look, the American Dental Association just had the first ever symposium on children's airway and breathing. That, that's the American Dental Association because it's all tied together and early intervention is critical we don't even know the ramifications yet
0: yeah yeah thank you for that what would be the the last step that you could give for advice for these business leaders um, to really take into respect with in, in terms of breathing and productivity um, what what is at stake in dollars and cents what what is what is at stake here and If you put this area of health into a return on investment, how does that look? Well,
1: I I'm not going to give a last step because we have a long way to go. Right. But what I am going to say is there's a Harvard you know a seminal Harvard study saying that 63 billion dollars in lost productivity a year due to insomnia alone, and that's one sleep disorder. 20 percent of the adult population has sleep apnea, of which 85 percent are undiagnosed and untreated, which means We have very tired people at corporations all over the place, and you hope it's not a cab or a bus driver driving you or your kids. Um, The issue is huge, it's just a monumental issue. And we just need to start to step back and say, look, this is resolvable. Now, not resolving sleep issues and breathing can lead to all kinds of diseases. But we can get on top of this if we take the Um, if we take the steps if we have a call to action to say wow I have a responsibility to my workforce I have a responsibility to the to my workforce to help give them the tools they need to optimize their sleep and their breathing and it's it's not sleep is rocket science and in ways breathing is rocket science doing it just needs some tweaking some understanding some habit changes or in the case of a sleep disorder that you get diagnosed and treated accordingly or if you have some, you know, anatomical breathing issue because you have a deviated septum and can't breathe properly or you have, you know, really chronic congestion or, or COPD and other issues that need to be attended to. But for the average person, there, there are plenty of people out there who don't have a bona fide sleep disorder but who do have a breathing issue. And it's, it's fascinating to me. I mean, I as I said, I can't lecture about sleep anymore without mentioning breathing. And it's new.
0: And what is very interesting to me is that people that get diagnosed with sleep apnea think that it's just a nighttime sleep disorder. And these are actually my worst breathers. They don't realize that they're taking three times the volume per minute that normal people take. So they're in a vicious cycle of over-breathing. And breathing too much volume that they aren't correcting during the day which is happening all day long
1: so I was at a spin class the other day the other morning and the spin teacher goes to everybody breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth so I immediately want to call you or Patrick McEwen and say just no and then he says you know if you're having trouble with that it's okay to breathe in and out through your mouth well i 'm like cringing, so I went and bought him a copy of the Oxygen Advantage yeah. and gave it to him the next class and I just didn 't say much i said by i 'm certified by by the author of this book, but doesn't mean I know much, but I knew enough to know that that was flat out wrong, and I tried in that class to breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth and through you and Patrick and others i've worked with i could I was out of breath in you know in a minute less than a minute in 30 seconds yes. and i thought wow cuz two three years of this so it's retraining for many people how they breathe
0: and it's actually really simple it's it's like learning what you didn't know you were doing and just tweaking it yes but many of many of the the clients and patients that we see in this institute really had no idea that they were having an an issue with breathing so it's bringing awareness to it now, um, are there any other steps at this point with breathing and productivity we need to let our business leaders know about? Um, and if you, if I was going to talk to a business owner or leader, what do you think would be a great elevator speech?
1: So before I get to the elevator speech, I just wanna say something. You know, Do we rely on business leadership to make this happen? Or is it the employees, and every employee is a member of the public. So, or is it, and I just served on the NIH's Sleep Disorder Research Advisory Board, and I was the public advocate for sleep apnea. And as you said, I have an MBA, after, any, not an MD or a PhD, so I am a huge public advocate. So maybe it's also that employees need to give that speech and tell their management that, are you aware, give them a few articles, and they're out there, Did you know that improper breathing is affecting the bottom line and they're gonna look at you like you're nuts and say, well, read this? Yeah. And did you know that sleep, improper, poor sleep is impacting it? So it may not just be leadership to the employees, it may be the employees that are the catalyst. But my elevator pitch to leadership would be every employee at your company at every level, from you to the janitor. Everybody needs to sleep and needs to breathe to live. Are they doing it properly? Are they doing it well? And if not, how is that impacting your health care costs and disease states that your employees have? How is it impacting their productivity? How is it impacting their safety? If you have a driver who's got undiagnosed sleep debt and t- untreated undi- if you have a driver who has undiagnosed sleep apnea and they're driving and falling asleep at the wheel, whose liability is that gonna be? You want your employees to be assets. And in order to be an asset, they need to sleep well and breathe well. And the breathing is 24 seven. Great,
0: that's wonderful. Is there anything else I haven't asked you about sleep and, and getting started with this breathing and productivity training that you'd like to share with the audience of business leaders?
1: Business leadership and every employee, we're all on a learning curve with this. But we have enough research and enough information to take action. And baby steps. Start out with an awareness campaign. Put out a survey with your employees to find out, is, you know are you interested in learning more about sleep? Do you feel you could improve your sleep? Do you feel that your work is impacting your sleep positively, negatively? Did you know or do you know much about proper breathing? Is that new to you? Would you be interested in learning more? Give them a few tips, a few ideas, a few things that they may not even know to consider. So that would be what I would say is just start to get a sense, but again, a culture at a company today and Millennials in particularly demand it where your employer cares about your health and your wellness and we didn't even use that word till now your health your wellness and your productivity because if you've got a well employee who's vibrant and doing their best they're gonna work better for you and it's gonna serve your organization so start to look at this and contact experts like the Hobson Institute maybe Maybe the Hobson Institute, Jennifer, can come give a lecture at your company about breathing. I'm pretty sure everybody's doing it, and I'm pretty sure nobody's ever come to talk about it.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much for this great interview. You're welcome. And thank you for sharing your knowledge. Uh, this is Dr. Jennifer Hobson from the Hobson Institute, Wanted, wanting to let you know again that you can connect to our online breathing clinics that really help many people with gnawing issues, sleep apnea, feeling tired all the time, even having issues with circulation and headaches, all of these symptoms may be resolved by just correcting your breathing. Thank you, Nancy, a.k.a. the Sleep Ambassador, for this great interview. You can connect to Nancy at her website, thesleepambassador.com. And your website? Yes. To connect to the Hobson Institute, please go to hobsoninstitute.com, or you can also text the following number, 58885, and the word BREATHE under the message part and follow the instructions. That will connect you to our online education on the breathing clinics. All our breathing clinics are online, and you can do it in the comfort of your home. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to The Breathing Lab with Dr. Jenny.